You are listening to the Blooming Inspired Podcast Network. We exist to empower the voices of women who live their lives blooming alive through podcast community. Now, here is your host. Blooming Inspired Podcast, equipping and empowering the voices of women who live their lives blooming alive. Good morning. This is Michelle Bentham, host of Blooming Inspired Podcast. And this morning, I'm going to share briefly... um, with you about something that got kind of prompted from a friend of mine's post on Facebook. It's a quote from Mother Teresa, and it says, We are all pencils in the hand of a writing God who is sending love letters to the world. And so the scripture that I want to share, I'm going to read it in two different translations, but the ESV is where I heard it the first time, and it just really impacted. And you show that you are a letter from Christ delivered by us, written not with the ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on the tablets of human hearts. And scripture says that out of the heart, the mouth will speak. And so when we hear out of the heart, the mouth will speak and that God is writing a love letter to the world through you, what comes to mind? Am I being a good love letter? I think for me, that is one of the things that, that I'm, I'm imagining. You see, in the voice translation, it says it like this. You are the living letter of the anointed one, the liberating king, nurtured by us and inscribed, not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God. A letter too passionate to be chiseled on stone tablets, but emblazoned upon the human heart. And so with that said, I want to just encourage you. How are you doing at expressing the love that we talked about in 1 Corinthians 13 on Valentine's Day? Remember, we talked about that. How are you doing with expressing that love that is kind and patient and gentle? It doesn't envy, it doesn't boast, it isn't proud. It doesn't keep a record of wrongs. How are you doing at being the love letter that God has written to the world? that is only being expressed through you. How are you doing with that? You see, God loves people. He loved them so much, he sent his son to die for them. That's what John 3.16 says. He loved them so much, he sent to them his son to die for them. He didn't send his son to judge them. He sent him to die for them. So how do we get caught up judging people? Why doesn't our heart break for the broken and the people who are deceived and the people who don't know him, but rather we're offended by them? Why aren't we willing to lay down our rights so other people can find life in Christ? This is the heart of love. The heart of love sacrifices itself so others can live. The heart of love is kind when people want to destroy you. They want to take your rights away. The heart of love is not bound up by fear. I can't love what I fear. I can't love what I judge. And I certainly can't love what I despise. You know, we might not get much out of this, out of this place right now. But I want to flip over to 1 John chapter 4 because I think it's a, an important thing. You know, 2 Timothy 1.7 says, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but he gave us a spirit of love, self-discipline, and a sound mind. Love, self-discipline, and a sound mind. So how do we go after love? Well, first, we recognize that we can't love apart from God. Let's read in verse 4, chapter 4, verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God has made man, been made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world so that he might live through him. 
In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation, the substitutionary sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us his spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. So we have come to know and believe the love that God has had for us. God is love and whoever abides in love abides in God and God abides in him. By this, love is perfected with us so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment because as he is, so also are we in this world. We are to be living representatives of Christ in this world. And the way we express it is through love. There is no fear in love. This is verse 18. But perfect love casts out fear for fear has to do with punishment. And whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him. Whoever loves God must also love his brother. So remember back in Matthew, Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, right? But then when they came and asked him, what are the two what are the what are the the greatest commandments in the law? He said love God and love others. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. How do we express love? We be obedient to the Holy Spirit. We be obedient to the words of scripture that tell us about love. 1 Corinthians 13, 1 John chapter 4, John 3:16. <clears throat> You see, today I was working with a coaching client and I, was, I laid out a, a, a linear priority list that says, if I love God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength, and out of that relationship flows my relationships with other peoples and my priorities, then I, when I seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, I will be seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness in my relationship with my husband in my relationship with my children, in my relationship with family, with friends, with my church, with my ministry, with my occupation, and with my social commitments. You see what I'm saying? My finances, whatever. That's what's going to happen. Is when I'm truly seeking God with all my heart, soul, mind, and physical strength, and loving my neighbor as myself, then when God is my first priority, it moves those other things on my priority list into proper balance and perspective. And it becomes Lydia, where my relationship with God feeds every other priority on my list. But if I list my 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 priorities as a, as a hierarchical structure, so it's God first at the top, my husband second at, next underneath God, and then my children and family. Something in there can get compromised, right? But if I'm living from the place of love, his love for me, my love for him, then naturally what flows out of that is love for other people. Not judgment, not lack, not fear, not hatred, 
but love. So how do we go about loving others well? We don't envy. We don't boast. So if we don't envy, what do we do? We celebrate. We honor. We acknowledge. If we don't boast and aren't proud, then what are we? We're humble. We think less of ourselves than others. If we don't keep a record of wrongs, then what happens to judgment? It encounters grace. It encounters mercy. You see, we live wanting grace for ourselves, but we don't really love mercy toward other people, do we? When someone wrongs us, we want them to pay. I have a story about that. Um, some years ago, uh, when my youngest daughter graduated from high school, her father owed a, a, a debt of child support to me from years that he had not paid prior to uh, her graduation. And so he had been paying his child support, and then he ended up losing his job. And anytime that happened, what would what would be what would happen in my life was in order to get that child support, I had to do research to figure out where he was working, report it to the state, and then the state would garnish his wages. It was a lot of work. It was a lot of frustration. And I was holding on to that because we had had um, a volatile relationship where there was abuse involved when we were married. And then um, our divorce, after our divorce, there were things that happened after the divorce where he would try to use that court order to control me and to punish me. And that's the way I perceived it. Now, it might not have been his intention, but that's the way it came across to me. And so, um, so I was determined he was going to pay every single penny of that child support back to me. And now I'm faced with this issue of he owes me this debt, and it's a significant debt. It's not small. He owes me this debt, and I have a choice to make. Am I going to pursue it? Am I going to go through this for years and years and years and keep having to do what's going on, or am I just going to release it and let it go? And, and I'll be honest, what God asked me to do was release it and let it go, to surrender it to Jesus in that moment. And I'll never forget it. I, you know, I was praying about what I should do, and I felt like the Lord said, why don't you forgive the debt? And I said, I don't have peace about that. And so I went to a friend and I said, you know, God, I feel like God wants me to do this, but I don't have peace about it and I need peace about it before I'll do it. So could you help me and pray for me today and lead me through some prayer to get some resolution in this? And so we sat down and she began to ask and I just kind of recounted loosely what it was that you said. I was, I was intent on making him pay for what he had done to me. I wanted justice, not mercy. And she said, okay. And so she said, let's pray and ask the Lord what he wants to say to you about that. And it was just forgiven. Let it go. Release him from what he owes you. Because it's binding you, not him. And before I prayed, I really didn't have that clarity of knowing that I really wanted to make him pay. So... 
I committed my heart to do it, but I wasn't completely through with the feelings, if you understand what I'm saying. So I still had these very angry feelings towards him, and I really didn't want to see him, and I really didn't want to talk to him. I just wanted to call the state, forgive the debt, and not have to do anything else about it. And so I called the state to tell them, and they said, well, you're going to have to come in with him on an appointment, and y'all are going to have to sign some paperwork, and da 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 and I was like, really? Yeah, oh, okay. And they said, so we're going to have to contact him and all this. And so I got off the phone with them and called him and said, listen, you're going to want to respond to this voicemail. The attorney general of the state of Texas is going to contact you. I encourage them to contact you by phone because I don't have your address. And they're going to call you to set up a meeting for us to dismiss the remainder of your child support so that you won't owe me anything anymore. So you're gonna to wanna to take this call. And um, so I got off the phone and he called me back and he was just gushing about how grateful he was. Well, we get to the day of the meeting and I go in and I'm early and I've got a book that I'm reading and walk in the door and he's sitting right by the door and thank the Lord there aren't any chairs beside him because I went and sat at on the chair down the other end of the room from him and read my book. And when they called us back, we go back there and he's just telling me all about how he's got this new lease on life and all these things that he's going to do and blah, blah, blah. And I don't want to hear any of it. I just want this lady to give me this paper so I can sign it and he can sign it and we can get out of here. Well, <laughs> funny thing happens, right? On the way to the farm. Um, Turns out she has to draw the paperwork up while we're sitting there. And she's sitting across from me. And God couldn't be more clear. He was going to deal with my heart in this moment. And he says, she says, uh, so how much of this child support debt do you want to forgive? And she states the amount that was owed to the penny. And he leans forward and starts to say all of it. And she goes, I'm not talking to you. This debt is owed to you. And she points to me and she says, how much of it do you want to forgive? And I said, all of it. She said, all of it? You don't want him to pay any of it? And I was like, no, all of it. Okay, so she starts typing it up. Well, he continues to talk. And I'm just kind of in this blinder zone. And I finally turned to him and I said, you know, that's really good. And I'm glad that this is going to help you with what you want to do with your life. And um, he's still just talking. And she gets it done. We sign the papers. We, we walk out. He wants to hug me, so I hugged him. And says he, he thanks me. He says, you know, he says, there's this guy, and he just keeps screwing up. He said, I've been trying to help him, and he just keeps screwing up. He's going to jail and doing this and doing that, and I'm just about ready to tell him, I'm done with you. I can't do this with you anymore. And something about that hit me in the heart. Here I had just forgiven this debt that he was so excited and grateful for, but he can't extend that same forgiveness to someone else. So I uh, just said to him as gently as I could, aren't you glad that God didn't feel that way about you? And he pulled back and he kind of looked shocked and he said, what do you mean? And I said, we wouldn't be standing here right now if God had not encouraged me to forgive that debt for you. 
I would have made you pay every penny of it and pursued it until it was paid. But God encouraged me that I needed to forgive this debt for you. So aren't you glad that God didn't feel that way about you? He was like, yeah, but that's not that. Aren't you glad God didn't feel that way about you? I said, I need to go to work. I hope that you have a really great life. And I really hope that this frees you to be a really great dad to our girls because that's what they need. And I turned and got in my car and walked away and left. And I haven't talked to him since then. I haven't pursued him since then. Uh, and, you know, and I've been free. Like, I don't think about it. I have sadness in my heart because I know his circumstances in life. I hear from from my girls on occasion about what's going on with him. And, and I have sadness in my heart towards him, empathy towards him, compassion towards him. But I don't have that bitter, I want him to pay thought in my head anymore. And so I have to learn how to be a love letter by walking through the hard things in my life that I don't want to let go of so that other people can see the love and the grace and the mercy of God in my own life. Well, that's really all I want to say um, on that subject today. I didn't really intend to tell that story, but it just came up. So what about you? God, would you teach us to have a heart like yours, a love like yours, a grace like yours, a mercy like yours, that we would forsake judgment? Move on out of bitterness and pain into freedom and make that great exchange, God's love for my pain, especially toward those who have hurt us. I ask these things in Jesus' name, amen. Well, that's all the time we have today. I do want to remind you, we do have our Passion to Purpose retreat coming up April 4th through the 6th. Registration is open through March the 31st. If you register in the next couple of weeks before March the 1st, you will um, be able to break that payment up into three or two payments. Uh, the payments for three are $75 a piece. The payments for two are, um, the payments for two are $112.50 a piece. And uh, I will invoice you. The registration is on our website, bloominginspirednetwork.com. Forwards, oh well, click on the events link. Bloominginspirednetwork.com. Click on the events link. Click on the retreat link. We also have Bible study coming up this Saturday, February 23rd. And it's going to be Mark chapter 11. We finished up Mark chapter 10 last week. And we're going to read through Mark chapter 11 this week. It's a short chapter, but it is the beginning of the Passion Week. And so we're moving into Easter season. We're going to be finishing out the book of Mark in the next few weeks. And God is just doing an amazing thing in and through all of that. And so join us for Bible study, whether you can make it here to the live location in Granbury, which you can find out more about on the website under the events tab. Just click Uh, the Mark study link, and you can find out all the dates and where we meet and all of that good stuff. And be sure to be watching our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter pages, because we are going to be rolling out some new social media initiatives, um, some things like 
questions. We've got polls up this week um, asking you what you want to hear from us, what you value that we provide. Um, we've got Wildflower Women that's about to start launching in March, and I'm just really excited. I've had some polls. I've had some interaction with people there, and I'm just really excited about what God's going to do in the Wildflower Women community. And so with that said, I want to just invite you, be a part of what we're doing at Blooming Inspired Network. We are all about equipping and empowering women to walk in their role and reign in God's kingdom. And this podcast network is about equipping and empowering the voices of women who live their lives blooming alive. Our website has lots of great information on it, and you can find out about how to host your own podcast under the podcast link. Click on the tab for hosting your own podcast. I would love to connect with you. I do have some coaching packages for um, develop podcast development and um, I'm a personal coach. I am an executive coach. I have been a ministry coach and I would love to connect and help you develop um, your voice and to develop a resource for people who can learn and, and grow and know more about you. So with that said, um, I'm going to close out the show today and remind you, as I always do, that blooming where you're planted is the first step to living your wildest dreams. So live your lives blooming alive. You have been listening to the Blooming Inspired Podcast on Blooming Inspired Podcast Network. This show airs Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. Central Time. To learn more about this podcast, its network, or the ministry of Blooming Inspired Network, please visit bloominginspirednetwork.com and select the podcast link at the top of the page. Thank you for listening.